Welcome to another episode of the Pet Psychic Radio Show hosted by Pet Psychic Laura Stinchfield and I'm Aikusara, show producer, waiting to answer your phone calls at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. And you can also join us in the chat room located on the blogtalkradio.com homepage. Hi, everyone. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for joining us again for our radio show. And we got callers already in the queue, um, so we'll be getting to your calls in a little bit. But I wanted to know, Laura, what's been going on this week for you? You know, it's sort of been a uh, hard week. There's been a lot of my good animal friends, like, dying or on the verge of dying. And uh, my friend Cookie Monster, he's a golden retriever, and he was suffering from bone cancer and He's my good friend Christine's dog. Happy birthday, Christine, if you're listening. And um, he passed away, and um, it's just so sad when they go. And he was like, she calls him. She always says it. My friend Chris, she always says about him that he has a dolphin smile because <laughs> he, he's so cute. Yeah. He has, like, this, like, amazing smile, and it looks like a dolphin. But yeah. I was working when they had to euthanize him and she texted me and she said you know please light a candle for him and so I called my pet sitter because she was going to be at my house and I said you know can you light a candle for Cookie and and um I was driving I was I was um gonna tell I was telling Stormy my Aussie while I'm driving I was like I'm gonna take the puppy because I had my new puppy at doggy daycare and I said I'm gonna pick him up and take him to Lowe's do you mind if I take the puppy to Lowe's? Because it's like I'm not taking my older dog, Stormy. He was at home. And yeah. and uh, Stormy says to me, Mom, Cookie died. Be- I know this because he came and he made the candle flicker. <laughs> so it's so mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. Wow. So it came. And then, then the song Heavenbound came on the radio or actually came on my iPod. It's by Kelly Willis. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, sweet cookie, and I could feel him, like, kissing me. And so he got to heaven safely, but it's so sad with him not being here in the world with us. And yeah. and then just now my other friend, Sierra, she's a German shepherd, and her person is going to Bainbridge for the summer. And um, she said that Sierra, for the last couple of days, she can't walk, and she's, like, staggering and stuff. And she was, she's been calling me the last couple of days saying, oh, my God, I'm going to have to euthanize her. And Sierra's like, I'm not ready. And my friend Tita, she's like really, she knows animals really well and has a great intuition. And she's, you know, been through it a million times before. And she says, she says, I'm going to have to do it to Sierra. And so I talked to Sierra like a half an hour ago. And Sierra's like, no, I'm not ready. And everyone mm-hmm. says that she looks like she's ready, but she's like, I'm not ready. And I'm going to go to the island and don't put me to sleep. And so we were, like, talking back and forth. And she, my friend Tita is like, well, is Bogey, has Bogey come to see her? And Bogey's her German shepherd that died seven years ago that was really good friends with Sierra. So Sierra's like, no, I haven't seen Bogey. He's nowhere around. So then I talked to Bogey, and Bogey's like, every time I come near Sierra, she tells me to go away. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So she's like, she's like totally not ready. So, um, so I'm like, Tita, I don't know what to do. She's like, and Tita's, you know, she's like in her seventies, and she's got to mm-hmm. take this big German Shepherd up to, you know, travel with her to Bainbridge. And she's like, well, I can't do it, you know, if like she's not ready. So, um, she called it off. But like, I was getting ready for the show, so we're like, okay, you're calling it off, okay. So then, then I got off the phone with her. And then my phone rings again, and she's, it's Tita. She's like, Laura, you forgot to tell tell her that we weren't going to do it today. She won't, like, leave the car. She's <laughs> like, oh, oh no. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I forgot to tell her. <laughs> so I'm like, you don't have to worry, Sierra. It's not going to happen today. <laughs> so she was stuck in the car because she was scared. <laughs> She was she was stuck in the car. She was like, or like right next to the car, because she's like, I'm right. going to the, I'm doing the road trip, going to the islands, you know. Uh, right. That's so funny. Oh, sweetie, these poor little animals. 
there's it's so great cuz you have them for so long and then oh when that time I, comes the war I know I know it's like you never want that time to come and when are they ready when are they not ready oh gosh right. I know I know well I struggled with that too Gosh and how about that? you how is how has your week been Um uh, Pretty good, except for, you know, my family dog we have. My mom has a dog, a little poodle named Aloha. And she was walking this dog at the park, the local park, and some guy, like, I guess she escaped from her collar by accident because she has a thing with strange men. She doesn't like them. And she was barking at this man, and she slipped out of her collar, um, and he, she ran towards him and started barking, and this man started kicking her. Apparently, oh. I wasn't there, but my mom told me this. And so then she started yelping. And I mean, Aloha is less than eight pounds. <gasps> She's like a little dog, tiny, tiny, tiny. Oh my gosh. Um, and of course, you know, my mom got scared because there was no one else in the park except for her and this man, you know, and she just, you know, begged him to stop and then got the dog and, you know, ran back home. Yeah, that is so frightening. That is so scary. And that's such a common problem, too, for dogs that kind of slip out of the collar and go bark at at people and then they get kicked. Right. I hear that all the time, actually. Oh, it's so scary. And um, I just can't believe people would kick them. I mean, they're so small. I know. I know. It's so hard because... You know, it's, yeah, I mean, when he's so, they're so small, it's like, what is driving them? But, like, some people get into such fear about, like, being attacked, like, if they were attacked as a child. Yeah. But, oh, my gosh, an eight-pound dog, I mean, that's not going to do much damage. Just run away and jump up on a picnic bench. Yeah. I just, I mean, I I can't believe it. I was so upset, and I, I had been, like, you know, cried, and, was, you know, she got checked I out by the know. doctor, and she's fine now, it seems. I don't know. So I think do, she's okay. you want to talk to her and see how she's doing and what she thinks about all that? Yeah, yeah, let's ask her what happened. Okay, okay, we're going to get Aloha and tell, tell everyone what Aloha looks like. She's so cute, little cutie patootie. She's uh she was a rescue from the Downey in Los Angeles area, the Downey shelter. And uh, she's a little poodle mix that's about, like a mini poodle mix. So she's about eight pounds, white and cream. And she is uh, a real sweetheart. She's just a really good dog. She said that. She said that it hurts when she's on her right side, when she stretches, and every time she closes her eyes, she sees the man's foot. Mm. And I know I was naughty, but it doesn't give him the right. No, it doesn't. He lifted me off the ground and made my eyes bulge from my head. Oh. I need you to tell that man that he needs a therapist. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. She's right. She must hang. It's because she hangs out with me so much. My whole oh, therapy yeah. thing. I'm studying for my, you know, my grad school right now. Right, right. In therapy. That's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, well, you know, I think um, I just have to really work on that call and, you know, like her responding and coming back towards me and all that stuff. I have to work on that training with her because that's the only thing that's going to keep her from running, you know, towards strange men. And we're using a harness now, of course. That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah, to really get a good recall on the way back. And mm-hmm. we should really explain to her how, like, that's why it's really important. And it's hard when they're rescued because sometimes they don't know it. But we really want to teach our animals that safety is with us. Yeah. And what, what happened is that Aloha got frightened of this man because of some old memory. So it could have, could have brought up some, like, old post-traumatic stress of something that happened with a man. Mm-hmm. And... And instead of going to your mom and saying, hey, mom, this freaks me out, she tried to take care of the situation herself. 
And that's right. where it becomes really dangerous, whether it puts them in danger and it also puts other people in danger, like if she was an aggressive border collie or German Shepherd or mud, I don't want to say one mm-hmm. dog is more aggressive than the other, but, you know, that that could be a big problem. Let's right. see what she, she says about that, about feeling safe with, with your mom. Yeah. And for our listeners, I think, um, you know, when you have these kinds of issues, uh, what Laura taught me is to do, you know, doing recall or um, having the attention brought back to you so the dog is doing a look at look at me type mm. thing. That's right, right, Laura? Yeah, right, to train a good look at me. Yeah. A good look at me. And you can... Yeah, there's also, there's this... Um, you know, people always talk about, like, basic training about, like, oh, oh yeah, I just, like, communicate with my animal really well. Like, I don't need training. You know, they just understand me. And I, I know that concept because I've had really easy dogs before where I've never really needed those basic training. But, yeah. like, when I was first learning how to be a dog trainer, we used to do that. I used to do with both my old, my Stormy, my dog now, and Maya, my old wolf dog, this um, – this exercise where you put the dogs in a sit, stay, and then you walk away, and then you call them come, and then they come running to you, and then they have to sit down in front of you, and then they do a finish, which is like in the show world, where they come to like your left side or your right side, whatever it is, and then they heal away with you. Mm-hmm. And so I would do that with like my and Stormy, because I was just learning how to be a dog trainer, and I was doing it for fun, and like they had fun doing it, and like... Like, Maya went on my left, Stormy went on my right. And there was this time where I was in the mountains, and there was a mountain lion, and the mountain lion was stalking us. And I did that come, and they came and sat and healed away with me. And it was like, oh, my gosh. Like, if you do these training exercises around them and you're really clear and you picture what you want them to do and you do it just for fun when there is a chaotic situation like this it will be so inbred in them that they'll just come and do it right that's amazing yeah don't just and amaya she was like you know she uh, stormy is an aussie he's like naturally like in tune with with people I mean they're just like that but like my wolf hybrid she wasn't I mean I can't tell you how many times that was one time I'm out line but we've had like bears I mean I've done it a million times on the beach where dogs get in a dog fight and you do that I mean there are many reasons why you would need that exercise right yeah no it's great because like you said the dogs love doing it it's like a fun game and then also it works when you need to have it you know yeah it really does Mhm. Uh, wait, let's see what Aloha is saying about that. She said that she doesn't think your mom cares if she walks on either side. <laughs> like That's does it true. heal? <laughs> it's true. My mom is, you know, terrible with like being consistent in training. Oh no. Yeah. <gasps> Uh, what do we tell Aloha? We better tell her that. <laughs> Are you going to train her? And then she should just do it. I mean, the way to, like, train really well, like a good dog trainer would train, like, like they'd get the dog solid in the command, and then you start doing, like, the, the slappy things that the client or the people usually do. <laughs> like, like, come here now, downstay. Like, you know, you just scream, like, yeah. all sorts of things. All of them, and they're confused, and you don't know <laughs> yeah, which one right. to pick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Teach the dog to do it no matter what. Yeah. I mean, yeah, tell her that, you know, I'll teach her, and then I'm going to teach my mom. Okay. She says, and when you talk to your mom, you have to talk really slowly and look at her nose, and then she'll listen to you. (laughs) (laughs) She's telling you how to communicate with your mom. (laughs) So weird. Look at her nose. So interesting. I wonder if that's how you have to do it with Aloha. Maybe. Look at Aloha's nose? Yeah. That's really weird. Like, not exactly in the eye, but, like, close to the eye. Right. Oh, my gosh. Well, I will do that. And 
<laughs> I'll let you know what happens uh, when I start teaching her this stuff. Hopefully, uh, okay, I'll get we'll her. get your, and then we'll talk to Aloha and see if she uh, how your how your training skills are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I learned a lot from you, so hopefully, <laughs> it works. I hope I haven't forgotten because you know most of the training is always with the humans, not really with the. Dog. Yeah, it's so true at first. first. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we get to the calls, I just want to ask you a question. Um, have you ever had a pet or of a friend or someone you, like, knew or dated or something uh, that told you something that changed your relationship or how you viewed that person? How it had changed my relationship with that person? Yeah, like, cha- like. Maybe you found out something, like, weird about someone or, like, that they, like, beat their dog and, you know, they were, were your friend, but then, they, you know, but they were, like, mean to their dog or something, um, you know, and then you couldn't be friends with them anymore. I mean, has that ever, <laughs> something weird like that ever, ever happened to you? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm sure it has. I just have to really think about it. I mean, they <laughs> definitely have, like, said things like, like, oh, you know, my mom has been talking smack about you to, like, you know, like I had that happen once before. But, but it was sort of, like, okay because I think she had a reason to talk smack about me. But yeah, like that. It was, like, you know, one of those confrontations where it's just, like, something, you know, you're having conflict and then, you know, you deal with it. But it was, like, during a process of you're being dealt with. But, like, the dog totally told on their person. <laughs> But I don't think it changed my relationship with them. Like, I don't right. think, like... Um, but when you hear things like that that you kind of, you know, wouldn't want to hear from a pet, what do you? how do you deal with that? What do you say? You know, in relation to thinking about it, I've actually had, in the other way, I've actually had pets tell me things about their people that have had me had more respect for their, for the, for their person. Oh, like. Like, they say things that are, like, that are so endearing and so compassionate about their people that it's actually made me have more compassion for them. Like, um, like, oh, my mom, you know, she cares so much about feeding feeding the, the poor, feeding people who are starving, that she sometimes sits up at night worrying about if everyone's going to get fed. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would ne- I never had known that about this person. And I, so I thought, oh, wow, like, you know, she actually, mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing. I didn't even know that she even cared about homeless people. Right. So. That's cool. Yeah, and the other way. But I try and focus on the positive, so I might only be remembering the positive. Well, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah, but like I mean, I get people that. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, animals say about, like, what their person does, like, really private things, like, like no. if their person has cheated or if their person has been unfaithful with someone else or, or mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily know if it's actually changed my personal relationship with them, you know, it's just people's lives, everyone has all sorts of different issues that they go through, and that's sort of like that, that saying of meet everybody where you're at. Yeah. But mm-hmm. as my close friends, nothing I can think of right now, but maybe it will come to be. <laughs> or maybe you won't <laughs> want to share it because it's too personal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mind sharing it. <laughs> Let it all out. It's juice. It's good radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's take a call. Hey, okay. you're on the air. Who is this? Hello? Hi, you're on the air. Hi, this is Aisha. Hi, Aisha. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. Um, <laughs> I'm calling because I have a little dog, a little Maltese named Diva LaBelle. And, <laughs> and um, from time to time, she has a tendency to urinate on my dad's bed. And she, oh. she's very close to him. Um, and she's I just urinating on your dad's bed? Yes. She's very, very okay. attached to my father. We live in the same house. And okay. she's I think she's become more of his dog <laughs> than than mine. Um but I was just wondering if you could communicate with her and find out what exactly is going on. She doesn't do it all of the time. Okay. Sometimes. And she stays she stays most of the time in in the room with him. She stays in the room with my bed. Okay. Let me get her. I what's what's her name again? Diva La Diva LaBelle. <laughs> so cute. Okay. <laughs> 
she said that that she peed on the bed once because your dad had a cranky feeling, and the cranky feeling made her upset in her belly, and then she had to go pee. Okay, okay. And she did it this morning. <laughs> she said he was mad at someone. Okay. Let me ask him if if that was this morning. Okay. <laughs> She said that this morning, she said to your dad, we've, you've got to get up, we've got to go walking, and he wasn't listening. Does he walk okay. her? No, he doesn't walk her, but he. it was this morning around the time that he left because he had to go out. Oh, and I think so he maybe was she wanted, her, to, go, did she wanted he, to go with him, maybe. Did okay. she ever go with him? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, maybe he, she was saying to him, hey, I want to go with you. Okay. So did she pee after or before he left? It was after, like, be- actually before he left out of the door. <laughs> oh, he had, she was he had mad. left and he had gone downstairs. And she, she was, was laying on his bed and she, she urinated. Was, she was mad. He didn't take, she didn't take her. He didn't okay. take her. Okay. And, so, and what do we explain to her? That sometimes he can't take her because sometimes he's going someplace that's not dog friendly? Yes. And otherwise, would he take her? Um, yes. She likes to go for rides. And so, yes, he would He would and, take her. And maybe sometimes it's too hot in the car and she can't go, right? Yes, and she doesn't like heat at all. <laughs> yeah, so let me tell her those are the reasons. And so that if it's not that he's ignoring her request, it's just right. that it's not. And maybe that's something that you can tell your dad to do or maybe you could do with her is tell her why she's okay. not going with him. Okay. Sometimes they tell me why, and I think they could if they really wanted. We do. <laughs> That's so true. There's, there are a lot of times when we leave out of the house and she's left by herself, and, I'm, and I feel so bad sometimes because we can't take her everywhere. We do take her when we can, but. She's also saying that she likes it when you put flowers in your hair. Do you ever do okay. that? Do I put flowers in my hair? Yeah. Mm, sometimes, not all, not, not all of the time, rarely. <laughs> She says you should. Okay. You look beautiful with them. She's <laughs> <laughs> not mad well, at you, just you. your dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. <laughs> okay. Aw, that's sweet. Oh, cute, I know. So <laughs> like flowers in her person's hair. So sweet. <laughs> Well, next we got Angie from Anaheim, California. Angie, are you on? Yes, you good morning. Morning. Hi, Angie. Hi. Well, I have two dogs. Their names are Princess and Fiona. And Princess, she's 14 years old. And then back in September, she was very sick with vestibular disease, which is oh. common in older dogs. Uh huh. So what is that exactly? Balance and their, it affects oh, their balance bad. and their inner ear. Oh, right. So she's she couldn't walk or eat for about a month on her own. What kind of dog is she? She's um a Kelpie. Oh, cute. Which is a shepherd mix, and she's black and brown. And what do you want to ask her? I want to know what makes her feel good. Oh, that's a good question. Right okay. now, the little dog's fighting her, too. Let's ask her. I like to be rubbed on both sides of my front legs. Aww. And I like soft things to eat. Right, because for a while she couldn't eat anything. I had to use a syringe with baby food. Oh, so I think she's saying she likes the baby food. And, um, yeah, because she said that, uh, like, kibble or something dry makes her dizzier. Oh, poor baby. And sometimes the little one bites her, too. It could mom play music that's soft. So she wants softer you, food. 
You, do you play? Do you play music for her? She wants soft music. Well, whenever I go to work, I leave on the radio. But you do oh. some regular music, so maybe I need to oh. change the station. Yeah, she wants soft music. So maybe if it's like rock, there might be too much like bass or drum. Right. So it's like the best to leave on them. Like a lot of them ask for like jazz, or some of them ask for light classical. Sometimes the uh, heavier classical will be too dramatic, and that will make them feel sick. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, my dog used to like the uh, new age music. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did, but he liked your rock music too, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> so like sometimes they do like rock. And what Sean's dog said, he liked the drum music, too, didn't he? That's right, yeah. 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 <laughs> so. But is he still dizzy? I'm dizzy every time I get up and when the sun goes down. Oh, poor baby. Which is interesting because at the sun going down, for a lot of the dogs, um, it, it can be a time where, like, their their senility catches, like, catches in so um mm-hmm. very often they'll be a little bit more disoriented and like puppies will be crazier when the sun goes down like they'll right. do like this really spazzy kind of running around and that's when everyone's calling me like oh my god i can't take it anymore my puppy's biting me and but that's sort of like they just need a quiet space just to be mm-hmm. by themselves that's and the older dogs are affected by that as well. I think with the elderly, they called it sundowners, like Alzheimer's. Mhm. Yeah. And bewitching be hour for human babies, I think they call it. Well, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. She was saying mentioning something else too about like water on her paws. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Hmm. I think what that, was, that what would be was like, the disease? I'm sorry, what was the disease uh, that she was talking about? I, I can't pronounce it. Vestibular disease? Hmm. I think it's like an inner ear hmm. problem oh, okay. where they're disoriented, which is interesting because Sierra is, is sort of exhibiting that. That dog I was talking at that German Shepherd I was talking about earlier, she's oh. sort of getting wobbly and falling down. I'll have them check into that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, we got... Jarita from Ventura. Did I say that right? Jarita? Yes. Yes. Hi. Hi there. How are you doing? Hi, I'm fine. And um, I've been to your uh, Wednesday appointment before, and you've helped me out a whole bunch. I do have this mystery. Back in 2003, I had a cat. I had nine, actually. But there was one that disappeared during my vacation. I went I went out of town to Hawaii and it ended up in burying my father. But um, I got home and she was missing. Out of nine animals, she was the only one missing and she's actually the mother of the other uh, cats that I have and I don't know why or what happened. And it's always and are they indoor-outdoor? Are they indoor-outdoor cats? They At the time, they were outdoor, but they mm. had shelter in the garage and also the greenhouse mm. but uh, how long I, ago I just, was it in 2003 i posted her picture her name is joan bob her picture is on your facebook page i see her she's like a um like a little siamese is she or Takanese? what is she she's burmese uh it's oh, she's smaller a burmese. than siamese and her eyes are very round she's beautiful okay let's see if i can get her She said that she's in spirit and she died by a winged creature and it was quick. It flew silent. It must be an owl. Two owls where you are? They I had four hundred foot trees out where we lived, um and I, I it it just scared me because I, I thought that um Something was very wrong when all the cats looked panicked when I got home. Um. So, wow, I I didn't. Oh, my God. Um, she was so, so close to me. We would dance, and 
she would smack me when I got too close to her. <laughs> but, oh, wow, this is good to know. It's been a long-time mystery. Thank you, Laura, for helping me. Sure. She says also that she's with you a lot, and sometimes she used to smack you to think positive. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. God, I loved her so much. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you, Dorita. Um, Thank, Thank you, you for, for calling, Jarita. You're welcome. She's a pretty little thing. Oh. I know. Yeah. So wait, you also have walk-in hours for those of the uh the people who are local to you? Where are where that's, is it again? That's right. That's at Aloha Dog Rooming at uh ten seventy six East Front Street in Ventura. And that's every Wednesday from four to six. Oh, okay. It's $40 for 20 minutes. And, what's you know, I've been so packed down there. Like, I've had um, – actually, this past week wasn't so bad, but the, the two weeks before that, I was, like – there was, like, a waiting line and stuff. And my friend said to me, uh, Tina, who owns Aloha Dog Grooming, she's like, you need to start taking appointments. Mm. I said, no, you know what? I don't want to take appointments for that because – I like it when people just find out of me, like out about me, out of the blue, and then just show up. You know, it's like yeah, it's like it leaves it open for those pets, and um, and people are saying, no, you need to take appointments, and and I was like, no, because you know, I, I like it to be like, you know, for like whichever animal needs to find me that day, then they'll find me. And this right. little dog came in, and the woman was like, I was just out, and I just heard about you, and. We were going to thinking about euthanizing our dog, and um, and we don't know what to do. And she's the cutest little terrier, and she's like, I want to get better. She was only three. They had her on all these meds, and I was so grateful that I was able to get to see her. It was like a confirmation to, like, not take appointments. But it's really fun down there. There's, like, you can hang out. There's couches, and there's books, and uh, Tina sometimes brings, like, alpacas or rabbits or chickens, <laughs> like – there's always, like, something fun to play with down there, and so it's a really great experience, not just talking to me, but waiting, too, if there's a wait. That's awesome. I should go up there sometime. I've never been. Oh, you haven't? It is the neatest place, and she is the best dog groomer for anyone who needs a dog groomer in Ventura County because she is so kind to the animals, and she is, like, talks to them every minute, and she makes sure it's a pleasant experience, and I used to be a dog groomer and worked for other dog groomers, and it's, like, it they can be, like, assembly lines, you know, or you just, like, get through them as quick as you can, but right. Tina, she makes every, she really connects with every pet. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And your info for that is also on thepetpsychic.com. That's right, thepetpsychic.com. And also these these little sessions that we're doing here, they're just quick little sessions, like anything we could make into a half hour or an hour. So I do phone consultations, too, for people all over the world. Oh, cool. So Um, We got, speaking of all over the world, um, we got a caller from New York. Mary? Hello. Hi, Mary. You're on the air. Hi, Hi Laura. Hi, um, Mary. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Where, where Where are you in New York? Upstate, up near Albany. Oh, okay. I'm from Westchester, so I know New York. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I what do you a, what What do you have? I have frisky cat. Oh, okay. Long haired, um, white and gray. Uh, he was the stray that we brought in about eight years ago. Um, and, and what would you like to talk to Frisky about? What would you like to ask him? Well, he has a friend that comes and visits. He's an indoor cat right now. Um, mm-hmm. At one time he was a stray, like I said. But he has a friend that comes and visits him and sits outside the window screen, sometimes the, uh, the door screen, and uh-huh. they just hang out, you know, Oh, neat. Then, what does that cat look like? The other cat, it's black. Uh-huh. He's all black. Um, and once the cat, the other cat leaves, he starts vocalizing for about five minutes, just on end, just going back and forth. I was just wondering, oh. what, what is he, do you know what he would be saying? Or Let's ask him. Yeah. Okay, let me ask him. Funny. It, Hold on. <laughs> He says, 
he's saying, where are you, and tell me where you're going. <laughs> That's too funny. He told me about a bird bath that he goes to where there's fish. So it's like a little pond. Huh. Who goes to that? The uh, the black cat. The black cat. Do you, do you know where that is? It looks like a little no. pond that might have fish. No. <laughs> we don't have a pond here with fish. That's weird. It might be in the neighborhood somewhere. Hmm. Like in somebody's backyard? I don't recall seeing anything here. Yeah, well, it could be in somebody's backyard, you know, or that the cat is traveling. He's telling him, like, everywhere he goes. Like, if he's going up to your door, he's probably going over to other people's homes, too. Hmm. That's cute. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Oh, wait, sure. Anything he's saying else? something else. Yeah, he's... said sometimes he tells me that there's a wind chime that's louder than a big bell. Yep, I have wind chimes right outside the porch. Oh. <laughs> cool. Thanks. One is louder Thanks. than the rest. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Mary. Right. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mary. <laughs> you, know, you know, sometimes I think they say, like, when when their people don't, like, know where something is or don't, mm-hmm. like, something doesn't ring true right away, then yeah. the animals try and say something that they will re- their people will recognize right away to say, yeah. he. Like, like, yeah, I, I know what, what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. oh, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. <laughs> well, um, today we have a... Our guest is a, a German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, her name is Sean. Sean, yes. Sean? Yeah. Sean? I'm here. Hi. Hey, Sean. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Well, thank you for having me. Sure. So, Sean, can you tell us a little bit about your organization and your website and um, just just what you're all about? I would love to. Um we're German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County. We're located uh, in Southern California. Our website is gsroc.org. And we rescue and rehome German Shepherds from uh, local animal shelters, um, although we have been known to bring them from as far away as Hong Kong. Oh, wow. Um, oh. We have a volunteer, um, two wonderful volunteers, actually, that reside in Hong Kong, and they will actually fly out. um, And um, they've got a pet population problem in China, just, you know, like we do here in Hong Kong, I'm sorry. And um, we, everyone is spayed, everyone is neutered, everyone is vaccinated, microchipped, um, any Mm. medical issues are taken care of. we don't turn our backs on the hardship cases. Aww. I noticed, so, too, on your website, like I went and I checked them out, and you have a lot of German Shepherds. What is it, like 57 or something that you have now? We fluctuate anywhere from – I haven't seen us down in the 50s for a while. Um, uh, we're usually closer to 80. And oh, wow. We can't even come close to saving them all. People really need to spay and neuter. That's, yeah, that is is so huge, and um, it would make such a tremendous difference. So, mm. you know, there are so many ways to help rescues. Um, of course, donations are the uh, lifeblood that keeps us going. Um, but also, you know, it doesn't cost anything to volunteer. You can, you know, we have walking teams, and we have bathing teams, and, you know, we're always looking for qualified foster homes. You know what I noticed also on your website that I thought was really neat is that some of the German shepherds um, have next to them, um, I've donated blood to a canine. Yes. Yes. Can you tell us about that? What is that about? That's our hero dog program. And we have a local veterinarian, and our dogs donate are strong. You know, they're tested. It's not not just anyone can do it. Um, We have a very... um, 
intense screening process, and not everyone passes, but the ones that do donate blood to save the lives of other dogs. So they truly are hero dogs. And, you know, we look at at giving back. Um, We're so thankful for all of our supporters. Mm -hmm. Um, We couldn't do what we do without them. That when we have an opportunity to, to give back, um, and reach out and help others, you know, not only do the volunteers, but the dogs of German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County do as well. <laughs> yeah. So. You know what, so those dogs, so they're donating not just to the officers' dogs, not just to police dogs, but they're donating to all dogs for whatever need? Well, is that no, right? not not all dogs. It's, it's, it's mostly, you know, canine, police canine, but, you know, oh, we've wow. been known to... to you know, say there's a situation um, with a family that their dog needs blood, um, needs right. platelets, and they don't have the funding. We'll, mm. we'll try and help. So, you know you what know. would be really neat to do, Sean, is like when when those dogs go in to get their blood taken, because, you know, that's such a scary thing for animals to have their blood taken. They don't understand why they're getting stuck by a needle and, like, blood is coming out. It's, like, actually kind of frightening for them. It's um, actually, if if you were there, it's 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 really not. Um, we wouldn't put our, our dogs in a situation like that. They, um, it's a very calming, it's it's like getting vaccinations. I mean, it's it's not, it's right, not but nearly as bad as it is for humans. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying, exa- I'm not saying like, like your organization in general, but I'm saying just in general dogs getting that process, like some of the rescue dogs, when they see a needle, they think it's like a euthanasia needle. So they, like a lot of, and you, you might see them being calm because you might be really used to, or your organization is used to like talking to the dogs and telling them what's happening. But like if you don't do that, a lot of the dogs don't, understand like what is happening so what I was going to suggest is just to tell them that their blood is going to go and to help save a dog that's really sick and how neat that would be to be able to share that with them I don't know if you're doing that already but it would be kind of a neat concept to who's ever there to or whoever whoever is transporting that German Shepherd to have that done to like really make it like something very special and to tell them that that's what's happening so that they know too that's a great idea yeah that's, that's, that's a, a really fantastic idea yeah it's a neat thing you're doing yeah, well, so, you, yeah. so you have um you have that you sent me a picture of a dog named Pierce who's like this most beautiful German shepherd. And uh how old is Pierce? He's like two or three years old. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. And um one of the things about Pierce is that he has like a marking on his muzzle, right? From from that you think is from being muzzled so long. Yes. Is that right? Yes. When and when dogs have their their mouths either strapped shut or a prolonging tight muzzle, that line that you're seeing um, it wears the hair away. And the strange thing is, is when the hair comes back, it, it's white, um, and mm. you can clearly see the you know the distinctive mark where he was either wired shut or muzzled. Um, oh gosh, poor little know. guy. Or big guy. And and um and so then also I read that he has like this issue where he's um it wasn't really necessarily lunging but he's like grabbing at things like grabbing like anything that goes by him what exactly is he doing He's just what you just described he is grabbing anything um we have our merchandise table he uh-huh. will jump up and grab things off of that um he will grab people by the arm he doesn't break the skin um mm-hmm. he grabbed a puppy <laughs> we were at an adoption event he grabbed a puppy by the tail and wouldn't let go and we're just baffled by this behavior okay so he doesn't let go but he doesn't break the skin exactly is his bite hard does he have bite inhibition like does he know how hard he's biting or does it is I don't. Pretty he has, you know, like I said, he has not broken the skin. Yeah, that's good. He hasn't broken he, the skin. He clamps on, and I mean, you have to pry him off. Okay, so let's let's talk so to him about that. And yeah, let's ask him. And like, it'll be interesting to find out. Like, is that why he was muzzled, or does he do that at, because his mouth was shut so much? You know, or another reason. 
Why we're coming to you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to get him. Earlier on the show, I told him to pay attention and to listen to the show. Um, He said that I would do little nibbles, and they hated it, so they tied me with a rope. They tied me to a rope with a tree and my mouth shut. Oh, my God. And sometimes they tackled me. They did it for fun like it was a game and bit my ear, but I didn't like it. It's interesting about that because when he shows me them tackling them, it's almost like a dominance thing. And you know that there's that old school training technique of like you actually bite the dog's ear? Have you ever heard of that? It's like was part of the Keeler method that it, to, to assert dominance you would bite the ear of the dog, which is like I think is a good way to get bit yourself. Exactly. But it looks it like that is what happened to him. All right, let me see what else he says. If I don't grab things, I don't know what to do with myself. I see it moving and I don't want it to come too close, so I grab it so that it so it doesn't hurt me. When I grab it, I don't realize what I have until much later. So it's almost like just a reaction. Like he grabs it and he doesn't realize that he's grabbed a puppy or grabbed an arm. It's just that something moved and he felt insecure and so he grabs it to keep himself safe. Like so something doesn't come and hit him out of the blue. He says, I want to learn, but I also have really sensitive hearing, and sometimes my I hear too much, too. So what he's sort of telling me is, I mean, of course, German Shepherds have all dogs have, like, sensitive hearing, but what it sounds like to me, too, is that he's having a process of, he's having a problem processing um, information or processing everything that's coming in through his senses. So he's not able to... Um, process what's visually coming in and coming in through his ears. He's getting distracted. Let me ask him if he knows what would help him. I like strong smells. Strong smells help me learn. That's interesting. So if you if you guys have a trainer that can work with him, like working with him with like some type of smelly meat or something, or he would be a good one for like like a um I hate to say this, but I won't say it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say a rabbit skin. But I that's just like because people told me that so much, I've never done it myself, but I have a rabbit, so I can't I'm I'm retracting that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, can you share with him that this is affecting his ability to find his forever home? Yeah, definitely. And so what can we tell him, though, too, that, like, okay, that we're – so one of the things also that we have to tell him is that he has to start being conscious. Like what I tell all the animals and is that the smartest animals are conscious of their behavior at every moment. They know what they're doing at every moment and why. And so that's what he really needs to strive to do is to start to be really aware, and I'm sending this out to him while I tell you, that he needs to start to really be aware of what exactly, like what are the feelings in his body before he lunges? Like does he get like a little antsy feeling in his body? You know, does he see like a flash of light before he he lunges? Like what are the cues in his body? And then when he gets those feelings, he needs to do his calming signals, which is his his natural body language signals that calm himself. And those are blinking the eyes, licking his mouth, like licking his own mouth, yawning, looking and looking away, sniffing the ground, stretching. So if you can, every time you see him do one of those signals, praise him so he starts to be aware of like, 
those body, like start being present in his body about what actually is calming, it's the same as us taking a deep breath. So he needs to be able to do those signals and then actually think about what he's doing. But then he also needs us to give him something to do besides those licking and yawning, like maybe sit, you know, or that look of look at me would be a really good one if he's got a handler there with him. Like if, if every handler that, that's with him teaches him a good look at me, and you could put like salami in his nose and then draw a line, an invisible line from his nose up to your eye, and when he looks up to your eye, say, look at me, and then treat him. Okay. Then he'll get like a good look at me command. Um, let me see what he says about that. I was trained not to look at people's eyes. Do you find that about him? Does he not look directly at you? You know what? I honestly, I have not noticed one way or another, but it's definitely something that, that we will make a note to, you know, specifically um, be aware of that type of behavior, if he does make eye contact, excuse me, or not. Um, yeah, I mean, you might actually maybe direct it maybe to your torso even. It doesn't have to be, because we want to um, teach him to blink, so he doesn't have to hold eye contact. Just look at you for an instant and then look away, like turn his attention to you. Right. And then also just like a little a training tip, like a lot of people are like, I don't want to be feeding food because then they become like these, like you become this treat machine. It's <laughs> really important that when you're using food in any type of training that you you just give it a, like, have, like, a breath where they have the awareness of, oh, they just did a command, and then they're getting treated. Because if you do a look at me and then, like, shove food in their mouth, then you do become a treat machine. But if you do a look at me and then say to them, take a breath and say, good look at me, and then treat, then they know why they're getting treated. Right. Okay. That's, that's great advice. Thank you. I like the idea of licking and yawning, he says. And I like the idea of stretching. So that's good, too. So that sounds like that's probably one of his natural things is to stretch. Right. So if you see him stretch, praise him. Okay. Let me tell him that he's got to start being really conscious of, like, the feeling of his mouth. Like, in the Tellington Touch, they have these... um, like the T-Touch training method, we have these, like, bands that go around the muzzle where it's sort of like a gentle leader or halty where, like, if they – it doesn't restrict their mouth like a muzzle does. But if they open up their mouth, they have a feeling that they're opening up their mouth. So it gives them, like, awareness. It might be an idea. I mean, I don't want to bring too much trauma back to him, like if he has trauma from having a muzzle, but – you also want him to get more aware of that. His mouth, like doing those T-touch circles or like massaging his gums and his lips can be really helpful because it get, it was like, okay, now here's your mouth. Like start paying attention to what you're doing with it <laughs> right? because you're not paying attention to what you're doing with it. And then also you could give him something to actually carry. That might help him. Like if he has like uh, like a ball on a string or like a – like a something on a string where the handler can hold it and he can hold it too. Okay. So his mouth is already occupied. Okay. He says, I like that idea. He does. Okay. Similar to the, like the rope toys where there's a tennis ball on one end and a tennis ball on the other. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. He says, I like the idea of being good. Aww. Hey Laura, will you ask ask Pierce um, what kind of forever home is he looking for? What kind of oh human? yeah, I will. He also said that when he does lunge like that and people get upset, he doesn't think about it then. But later, when he's back in his kennel, he thinks about it and he thinks, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that." So he has some sort of awareness, which is good. Okay, let's uh, ask him what kind of forever home he wants. I want a forever home with a man that can handle me because I'm tough. (laughs) I like someone who knows what they're doing. I need someone who's very experienced. Someone who's a little older than me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. So I want particular. someone who can stand up. Yeah, who can stand up straight and can hold their shoulders and hands back, like their elbows back. Is he talking about anyone in particular? Do you know any male that fits that description? He sounds like he's. I mean, my son-in-law walks like that because he's in the military. Oh yeah, it does, and that would be a, that would be the most clear for a dog like that. You know, because then there's less going on with the people, so there's less visual distraction. Does he know your son-in-law? No. Oh. No. But yeah, that's but they exactly adopted the... a dog from our from German Shepherd yeah. of Orange County. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well that's that's good to know. Does he does he not want to be in a home with small children or with children in general? I don't trust myself. I need one man for a while. Okay. So he's interesting. He's saying, like, I really feel like I need as little distraction as possible. In order for me to learn and grow, I need as little distraction as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's really smart, actually. German Shepherds are so intelligent. Oh, they he's, are. He is bright. Um, so tell us again, like, what exact, what is your we- your website? It's uh, G-S-R-O-C dot O-R-G. And Pierce, I'll also post that on my website, thepetpsychic.com, with Pierce's oh, pictures and all the info on how to how to get a hold of you guys. Fantastic. And if you have any listeners that are, you know, military or law enforcement that hold their shoulders and elbows back, <laughs> have them fill out an application for Pierce. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. That would be perfect for him. Perfect for him. Spread the so. word, everyone. Oh, well, thank you. You know, we really appreciate it. And like I said, you know, our, our website is, is not only, you know, covered in, in our dogs, but there's also a lot of useful information. Um, you know, we've got our, our wish list, which are, are things that our dogs need. Um, we're always in need of leashes and collars and, and um, you know, donations. of, of We have garage sales. Um, we have fundraisers. Um, we have bake sales if anybody's in the Orange County, mm-hmm. Southern California area. We have adoption events every weekend. Um, that's also uh, posted on our website. And they yeah. have a chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, we're you know we're always looking for for qualified foster homes and and volunteers. So that's that's what it's all about. Great, Sean. Thanks for calling in. Well, thank you, you a- for having us. And and Pierce, yeah. thanks you as well. <laughs> thanks. All right. Take care. Okay. Be well. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. They really have an amazing organization. That website is amazing. It's very yeah. expensive. Amazing. Yeah. That was Sean Holub. That was uh, Sean Holub from German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County. And, again, the website is www.gsroc.org. That's German Shepherd Rescue of Orange County.org. Um uh, thanks to all the callers who called in today, and um, sorry we couldn't get to everyone. We try to get to as many as possible every show. Keep calling back, and hopefully we'll get you on next time. Thanks, everybody. Listen to your animals. Be clear. Yeah, yeah be clear. Listen to your animals. Uh, calming signals. <laughs> That's always like a, a thing. Yeah, start watching the calming signals. Just start, just you know, being a detective and just just watching your animal from a distance and just seeing, you know, when do they lick? When do they yawn? When do they stretch? When do they look and look away? And mm. then just keep picturing when you're talking to them. Picture everything that that you're saying, and mm. uh, take breaths. Remember to breathe. <laughs> Um, Yeah, and find Laura, all the information we talked about uh, today at thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com. And you can always email us questions or comments, and we'll try to get to them on the next show at thepetpsychic at gmail.com. Or is it petpsychicradio at gmail.com? I can't remember. Either one will work. Okay. Petpsychicradio at gmail.com is a good way to do it. (laughs) All right. Well, see you guys next week. See you next week.